0: Please sponsor me.
2: Yeah, all over the place. On the show today, we do our Constructors Power Rankings, Crofty Love Files Part 2 returns, your start of the week, the new Australian circuit and much, much more. But first, I need to hand the mic over to a man, a man who makes love to his wife. And when he does, it's not missionary. It's not doggy style position. No, no, no. His favorite position is pole position. A man that invented the color purple. That man is David Croft. Take it away. It's lights
0: out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news. Discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My Fermé show. Here is your host, Colby. That
2: is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy Cody. Oh, you're so lucky today. Oh, you are so lucky. Back once again with another huge banger, a monstrous, humongous, gigantic, mega show for you this week. But before we get started, there is some. There's a very important announcement. There is a ferme that has gone missing. If you find her, please approach with caution, and when you get close enough park it up in there as it is the park it in my fair show the formula one show talking all things f1 news opinion results predictions and much much more oh and what an absolute banger we have for you this fine day a banger so bangable kelly pk is thinking of leaving max verstappen for this podcast episode today so you don't want to miss out on that or any of the delicious, nutritious, tasty snacks that are this podcast. So head over to parkitinmyfermate.com in case you miss any episode. They are all there, ready to be absorbed. Also, make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device. You can always be one of the first people in the world to hear the sooth, seductive, silky sounds from the cool as he lurks near the watering hole. And what's on the show today, you ask? Well... How about we deliver our power rankings of the constructors? We bring you the stat of the week, part two of Crofty's love files. But first, but first the news.
0: News, 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 news. Cody. Formula One news, pocket in my Fermi Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi Formula One news, pimp news, yeah.
2: Alright, news time, whistle man, go for it. There's not a lot of news to cover this week. We are sort of, you know, we had the Easter weekend. Now we've settled in, we've had our race one. There's not much we need to really go through, it's mainly we need to break down everything that's happened and and set up ready for Imola. But in news, the Australian street circuit redesign has started at Albert Park there in Melbourne, and thank God for that, could not have come soon enough. Now we knew a few weeks ago that they were going to be doing this, but it looks like it's actually started now. You can see some of the photos go up on the socials over at Insta and on Facebook as well. Now the reason they're doing it is to make it more high speed, to encourage more overtaking, because my god they need it. Now the problem with the Australian Grand Prix is that everyone is in love with it, because it is the first race we get on the calendar. So everyone's excited, everyone's ready to go, but in actual fact it's a bit of a bore. It is a snooze fest. No one seems to mention this. It is to be honest, one of the worst tracks. i, I I mean, I've been a fan of F1 for some time, like back in the 90s when it was in Adelaide for the Australian Grand Prix. Now that is a circuit. So hopefully the changes now at Albert Park. Will mean more overtaking, will be more exciting and not leave me scratching my head going, what the hell is going on here? In other news, Hamilton cannot escape Nico Rosberg. Rosberg (laughs) dominating him in the extreme. E-Series off-road edition subtraction in Saudi Arabia on the weekend. Lewis Hamilton's X44 outfit hit problems and finished third. That was after qualifying fastest on Saturday. His team is made up of France's nine-time world rally champion Sebastian Loeb and Spaniard Cristina Gutierrez. But they suffered some steering problems on Sunday at the big race and Nico Rosberg able to sneak in and get the victory royale if you don't mind still Nico Rosberg that rivalry is going on we're going to do a piece on that rivalry in the upcoming weeks but my god it is exciting when when someone takes it to Lewis because he is that damn good and in further news Ferrari have high hopes for 2022 and you know what I don't think this is all fluff Usually a constructor will put out a statement like this and and it's just to amp the team up, amp the drivers up, get the fans excited, but I genuinely believe, genuinely believe that Ferrari does have an all right chance in 2022. With the regulation changing and the engine lock coming into place, it looks like Ferrari have finally turned things around and they've had an improvement with their engine for 2021. As we can already see, one week in, yes, one race in, but they're looking good. They are looking real good. They look like they have turned it all around, but will they be able to continue? Apparently, they've got a new engine for 2022 as well, so the, cons- the, the supply has been locked into place, but they keep improving, and I love to see it. But, guys, that's it for the news. It's that time of the week where we take a glimpse into the life of a man. A man... When he is away from Formula One, lives a life so luxurious that most of us can't even imagine it. Well, let's take a peek behind the curtains because it's time for Crofty's Love Files Part 2, Trouble at the Chicane. Another race weekend was over. But there was something still on my mind. It was this Bahrain beauty. Yes, I got to taste the sweet delight like I was standing on top of the podium for the first time. I stole Martin Brundle's squeeze. But he has dozens. I knew he wouldn't notice this one missing. All of a sudden, though, the phone rang. And I moved quickly and in a panic to the phone like I was past a Maldonado and every bit of furniture in the office was another driver on the track. Crofty speaking, I said as I answered the phone. It was Christian Horner. He managed a little jazz hole on Main Street called the Chicane. He wanted to know if he should reserve my usual table. The one with the view, but this wasn't a view of the street or any precious art. It was a view of a dame. The most beautiful girl in the city, you see. She was performing tonight, as she does most nights. And this thing didn't mind going back to back to back like an F1... 2020 race calendar. Oh
0: yeah.
2: So I grabbed my hat and trench coat and made my way a couple of blocks from the office to the chicane. Horner was standing out the front, ready to greet me, almost excited and turned into a Karen to rat out a few of the other drivers and teams. Before he said a word, I placed my drink order. Double Midori and ice. I told him. He smiled and knew exactly what I was going to say. There's one waiting for you on your table, Mr. Cloughed. Of course there is. Is she on tonight? I asked. Anna smiled. Why why don't you go see for yourself? I walked into the smoke-filled club, more smoke than an Aston Martin garage, and made my way to my usual spot, like I was diving down the inside line. I knew my love was about to start serenading me, and there wasn't a chance in hell I was going to miss that. I sipped my freshly made double Midori on ice. I could hear in the back of my mind Ted Kravitz snickering at me. But I didn't have time for his antics as my beauty emerged from backstage. A ripple of applause filled the room as a single spotlight lit her up on stage like she was the street circuit in Singapore. There she was. Wilma. Wilma do? And I was looking forward to finding out. took another sip of double Midori on ice and proceeded to sit back and enjoy the smooth sounds of Miss Fingerdo. Sounds so smooth it was like a new set of Pirellis. All of a sudden, a man entered the club in a panic. It was Ted Kravitz. He immediately made his way towards me. He knew exactly where I'd be, especially if Wilma Fingerdo was performing. He looked troubled, like a 2020 Ferrari. No idea what was going on. What's troubling you, Ted? It's Brundle. He knows about Dixie Normus and isn't too happy about it. He is on his way to the chicane to confront you. Ah, oh, fuck. I said, I knew this day would come Martin Brundle, with the hornbag. Always trying to get, cut my lunch like he was Max Verstappen and I was Daniel Kvyat. One I knew something was up and made his way over.
0: Have everything all right
2: here, fellas. Yes, MB found out about Dixie Normus and now he's coming here to take me down. Ah, we can't have that. Follow me. Christian Horner led the way. I picked up my double Midori on ice and followed him like I was taking advantage of the DRS to try and overtake. He took us out the back. Ted Kravitz got very excited at the sight of the other performers changing backstage. Any any of you ladies want pole position? He asked. Man Ted Kravitz is such a creep. But then, Wilma Fingerdoo came backstage and made her way over to me. Why, hello there, Wilma Fingerdoo, I said.
0: She said, your finger's fine, but I prefer something a little bit more filling.
2: Christian Horner turned the lights off as he left the dressing room and I said, well, I guess it's lights out and away we go. Well, that was Crofty's Love Files. Get ready for the next grand adventure of Mr. David Croft. Where is he gonna get himself into this time
0: around? I'm a stat man! Formula One, stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time, yeah so much stats so many stats I don't know if this intro is even long enough there's that many stats uh, stats 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 yeah Ooh, so many stats uh, I'm a stat man
2: now the stat of the week is a simple one it's just more an interesting fact rather than a stat but there has only been one driver ever to win a race in pit lane Not starting from pit lane. We've had a few do that. But one driver would actually win a race entering into the pit lane while being stationary in the pit lane. And that driver is the great one, Michael Schumacher. Ever heard of him? In the 98 British Grand Prix, Michael Schumacher received a stop-go penalty for passing another driver while under the safety car. A big no-no, as we all know. But, with only a few laps remaining in the race, it didn't look like the German wanted to serve the penalty at all. Murray Walker and Martin Brundle thought he would race it out and challenge the stewards after the race. However, at the last moment, on the final lap, instead of crossing the line, he pulled into the pits and won the race from the pit lane here. Let's take a listen to the famous call from the late, great Murray Walker and Martin Rundle.
1: He's giving it absolutely everything, isn't he, on this lab? Yeah, and I think, think he's, he's trying, trying to pull, to pull out a panic. He's running wide there, looking for it. I think he's trying to pull out something, trying to get it to 30 seconds, but uh, I really, really want, don't know how this one's going to end up, if they're going to have to fight this time with the stewards.
0: He won't. We won't know that. He, he, he won't get it up to 30 seconds. He might. He's going to get it up to about 25. It was 23 when this race started. He's um, in the pit lane. Schumacher, Schumacher, Schumacher in the pit lane. In. So,
1: well, this uh, well, that means he'll win the race because he crosses the start finish line to be. Uh, he crosses the start finish line now, I believe. Well, to, yes, it's lap 60 to take his penalty. But the race is over, surely. Well,
0: this could be an incredible bit of political acumen. Meantime. See Micker Hakkinen go through and I'm desperately there is Micah Hakkinen and Michael Schumacher ex... and I'm pretty sure that Michael Schumacher has won the British Grand Prix. He's made his stop start, he's crossed the finish line before Micah Hacken, But that is very, very, very unofficial. We've got to wait for the official news. Meantime, I'm watching the computer that gives us this information. It says lap 60, Michael Schumacher in pit. Vicka
2: Hacking has crossed the line. I frankly do not know the answer at the moment. And that was your stat of the week. He's a
0: stat, man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man. Hey,
2: let's go on with the show. is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Ba-ba-da-ba-dee, ba-ba-ba-da-bo. Ba-ba-ba-da-bo, ba-ba-da-ba-dee, ba-ba-ba-da-bo.
2: Now, last week we broke down everything that was going on with the drivers after one weekend of racing. Probably uh, a little bit too soon to do so. Or was it? Power rankings. Gotta get them out there. Well, this time it's time to focus on the teams. The constructors. And there will be some shocks in here. It's time to lay it all out there. Let everyone see. These are the top 10 constructors at the moment. Where they sit in the power rankings. Which teams have the best momentum and which teams struggled their first race of the season. Now, number 10. No shock here is Haas. Really disappointing outing. Look, they've said it a hundred times before that their focus isn't going to be on this season. Their focus has already moved to 2022. They've got two rookie drivers in Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin. Mazepin had an absolutely shocking weekend going off the track, I think three times, including three uh, three corners into the first lap. The man did more formation laps than he did laps. Lewis Hamilton raced further on three tyres than Nikita Mazepin has raced on four tyres for his whole career. I mean, Roman Grosjean was on fire longer in Bahrain last year than Nikita Mazepin's race career so far. Alright, he has not been a good boy. Okay, and we love to rain shit on him because of the stuff he did on social media but come on this, this whole year is about Hass giving them some experience, getting them in the seat and look, you can even hear it in the crash that Masbin had listen to his race engineer let him know, it's about getting that experience getting the bum in the seat, getting the laps done
0: and that looks like a has and it could have been Nikita Mazepin in the has, spearing off into the barriers at Turn 3. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yes. I crushed. I'm so sorry. Got on the curb. I've tried to avoid making that Smart. No worries, mate. We're here to learn,
2: mate. Don't worry about it. Any more goes. Number nine is Williams. Now, I'd like to see Williams start climbing, but they didn't really do anything to impress me over the Bahrain GP weekend. Um, Latifi was Latifi. He just was quiet towards the back of the grid, minding his own business, just racing a race. Um, George Russell, some moments of brilliance, but again, the car was just underperforming. There was really not much going on here. I've got to put Williams in at number nine. I do. I think they can turn it around and start being. I think what Williams do best is their consistency. If they rock up to a race weekend and half the teams end up crashing out or having mechanical issues, then they look good because they don't tend to have those things. They're just a lot slower than everyone else. So I think they will have. I think they might even climb the way Alpine or Alpine's going. Alpha Romeo has issues at times. Aston Martin looking shocking. Williams can start climbing. But at the moment, nine. Number eight, Alpine. Now they looked absolutely woeful. Now, that's not both of them. Esteban Ocon could not keep up and it made to look a bit like a numpty from Fernando Alonso. He had a fantastic qualifying Fernando getting himself into Q3, only to have his race ended by a sandwich wrap bag. Getting into the brakes. What the hell was that? I mean, his pace didn't look good. He had damage for the whole race, but that's the, that's the only reason I've got him at eight. They had a shocking weekend. Ocon looked horrendous out there. I I do think that Alpine will turn it around a little bit, but at the moment they were the, they they had a bad weekend. And Fernando Alonso, at least that's promising with him. He's come out a few times and said that the car is not good enough, but at least he. He's doing what he can do with that car because it looked half decent out there he, like in, in qualifying he raced well he raced them so hard number seven alfa romeo now these guys just had a solid solid outing um nothing to write home about again like there's nothing that's really happening they did nothing bad they just you know they they'll too slow out there at times like kimmy getting past by Yuki Sonoda with ease but um, yeah I mean they're not Alfa Romeo that's why I've got them in at 7 I think they're going to slow down I think they're going to be 8 or 9 in a couple of weeks time and Alpine and Williams will pass them but they had a they had a solid Bahrain outing you know Kimi raced well uh, Racing Car Jesus did alright as well uh, Giovinazzi so they look alright Number six, I've got Aston Martin here. Formerly racing point. Now, the reason I've got them as high as number six is because they scored a point. Because they were woeful on the weekend. They said an absolute shocker. Car was just not there for him. They, they, the, they build the car for for the race on Sunday, not for qualifying. And my god, it, it wasn't there. Seb couldn't get out of Q3. It was just, I mean, Lance got himself a point, finishing P10, I think. But that was horrendous. I, I, I mean, if they didn't turn it around, they're they're gonna start going backwards again. But I think, I think that their next race they should be able to beat the Alpha Tauri's, push the Ferraris, you know, get up there. But. You know, if things continue the way they're going to continue... ...Alpha, Romeo, Alpine and Williams are going to catch them. And that's as simple as that. And now we get to...
0: Cody's Top 5.
2: Oh yeah, Top 5 time. Number 5, Alpha, Tauri. You know I've got a soft spot for Alpha, Tauri. I love Pierre Gasly. What did we just do? What did we just do? But, um... they had a, They had a pretty good weekend. Gasly, not so much. Now, the reason I've got him just above Aston Martin is because Sonoda. Oh my gosh, he is carrying them. He looks... He's so exciting to watch race. He looks really good. I I am so high on this guy right now. I have him in the fantasy team. I'm giving him the double points. He is looking real schmick at the moment. Pierre Gasly just needs to turn around as well. He had some issues over the weekend with his car, but... Overall, Alpha Tauri, I think, are gonna shock a few people this season. I've said it a few times now. So I've got them in at, at five. I still think it was disappointing, but yeah, five. Five is where I'm gonna have them at the moment. Number four is Ferrari. Well, they just came out and shocked everyone, didn't they? I had them down towards the Williams, Alpha Romeos, Alpines of of. Everything before the season started, but my god, they have shocked me. As they should. You know, they're the team that have been there since the start. They're, you know, they've got the cash, they've got the marketing, they've got the the fan base, they're ready to go. And they're turning it around quickly, I hope. You know, one bad year. And all of a sudden they're finishing two both drivers in the top ten with ease. Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, both look incredible. They had pace on Saturday, which, I mean, is not unsurprising. We've seen that happen before with Charles Leclerc in Abu Dhabi last year. Shocking everyone. Um, But they both look really good. No mechanical issues. Just solid outing. And I think as the season goes on, they're only going to get better and better. Um, But, yeah, do I think they can challenge McLaren for that third spot? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, but... I'd, I'd love them to. I wouldn't be upset if they did. Number number three is McLaren. Danny Rick, bit disappointing over that race weekend. Lando Norris, P4, well done. And yes, those fireworks were for you. Let's take a listen. That is P4, P4. Well done, great job. All right, nice job. Were the fireworks for me? They can be. But excellent work there by the two McLaren boys getting in the points as well. Now... I think when Danny Rick, maybe maybe not even after Imola, but Imola and then uh, I think Baku might be after that, after I get a couple more races in, he'll be good to go. I think, honestly, it is such a huge adjustment in that new car. I'm not giving him any excuses because I do think he actually raced poor. But you get him out there, a few more laps under his belt, in a brand new car, I think McLaren are going to really really be pushing up to that pointy end. I don't think they're going to be close enough to um, Mercedes or Red Bull, but I think there'll be a race where Danny Rick wins. I think he'll win a race this year. I think both boys will hit the podium a couple of times. Number two in the Constructors' Power Rankings is going to be Mercedes. Yes, they won on the weekend. um, But, Red Bull were the team to beat. Mercedes they look a bit slow. They do, they, I mean... They just, They don't look like they've really stepped off the pace. They still look incredibly quick out there. But it's not really any fault of their own that they're not number one. You know, it's just that another team has come up and passed them. Because number one on that list is the Red Bull. Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, they look really good. Sergio coming from back of the grid again... Not to win it this time, but P5. Excellent drive by Sergio and Max Verstappen. Even though he qualified fastest, I honestly think the strategy um, that Red Bull had wasn't ideal for him. Um, but, I mean, great race. Clearly they had the quicker car, but it was just, um, just ran out of laps. And you can probably blame your teammate for that, Max, because he uh, had to turn the car off and turn the car on again. Um, but excellent, excellent drive there. Let's take a listen to, to Max as he, as he gets that pass on Lewis Hamilton. Let's listen to that whole controversy again.
0: Hamilton's gonna force Verstappen the long way round. By the time they get to the corner, he's about a third of a car in front. By the time they get out of the corner, he's a whole car in front. Max Verstappen is ahead of Lewis Hamilton. So take on the outside, the track. Okay, for the moment, let it Lewis through. Let Lewis through. Sir Lewis Hamilton as he is now, crosses the line and wins the Bahrain Grand Prix. Get in there, Lewis. What a job, mate. What a race. Amazing. Hey, guys. Woo! Amazing job. I'm so grateful. Everyone back at the factory, everyone working so hard. I know it's, we're not quick enough. But we managed to do it, and that's teamwork.
2: Crazy, absolutely crazy race there, Lewis. Such an awesome job, mate.
0: Still
2: got it, Bono. Yeah, not bad for no
0: man. Why didn't you just let me go, man? I could have easily pulled this five seconds. I prefer to lose a win like that than be second like this.
1: Yeah, we had the instruction from Race Control, unfortunately, Max, but uh, that was a hell of a drive you put there.
2: So, well, that, that's going to be it for the Constructors Power Rankings. What did you guys think? Head over to the socials at Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll always be keen to engage with the fans. Did I make any errors there? Did I disres- disrespect any of your teams? Come and let me know. And, guys, it comes to that time of the week again where we must say goodbye. And it's so hard to say goodbye to the ones that you love. But alas, here we are, guys, again. Thank you so much for listening. We're, we're what? Episode 26 in the Parking in My Ferme show. And each episode it's growing by more and more. And I've got to thank you guys, the fans. You guys have been amazing. I love looking at the analytics of seeing where in the world people are listening to this podcast. And it truly is fascinating. So thank you so, so much for jumping on board. Tell a friend. Tell somebody to tell somebody. You know, let's get these numbers up. Let's make this the number one Formula One podcast around. I don't need to talk for an hour and a half like some of these other shows. No, no, no. Just give me that 20 to 30 minute range. And I'll soothe the soul. But yes, of course, if you missed any episode, go to parkitinmyfirmate.com. They're all sitting there waiting to be downloaded. A little click away there. Also look at your podcast listing device app, whatever you do it on. Make sure you're subscribed or following, because it really just boosts the ego. So you can be one of the first people in the world to listen to the pimp show. But guys, that's gonna be it. And I just want to say thank you once again, of course, for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network